Hello, this is episode 24 of Josh Hamilton's Ramblings. Um, today, I want to talk about something a little bit more fun. Uh, I feel like I've been somewhat lacking in that, uh, and it's important to engage on fun topics as well, so I'm going to talk about one of the most fun things, something I have loved for a very, very long time, Star Wars. Um, I first encountered Star Wars, in, in some ways, I think back to my first experiences with Star Wars, and it was perfect to love Star Wars forever, because I was five years old, uh, we were living in Taiwan at the time, and it was when the special edition Star Wars came out, um, and so they had an event at the auditorium, we got to go to the, go to the high school auditorium, um, and they were, they were showing four, then five, then six, uh, so A New Hope, The Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi, all back to back to back. Um, and as a five-year-old, this was the coolest thing ever. We made it through A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back, and then I had to go home. Uh, we weren't able to stick around for Return of the Jedi, um, but it made a very deep and lasting uh, impression on me. Uh, like, I love the space battles of, I mean, X-Wings were the coolest thing ever. And that has not faded that much in the ensuing 22 years. Um, that, I mean, as I moved on, I, I was fascinated by, it. I read a ton of the Star Wars expanded universe books, um, and just like the sheer size of the universe, like Star Wars's um, obsessive nature that you can find out nearly anything about Star Wars. Like, as I recall, there were, uh, 15.3 million people on the Death Star when it blew up. That's a number that exists, uh... I, I mean, and so you can't really verify it, but that kind of depth and, like, the universe is so big. Like, there's history going back. Like, uh, you have, you know, 4, 5, and 6. Before that were the Clone Wars. Before that, you've got the Reign of the Jedi for a while. There are a fair number of references, one place or another, to the Sith Wars that happened uh, before that. The expanded universe, like, the books and everything had gone into, uh, had gone well past, you know, several decades past the end of Return of the Jedi which Disney has now wiped out and started rewriting. But like it's it is this decades and hundreds and thousands of years long story and it's a huge universe. Like there's a ton of stuff happening. Um and that is uh it's just it, it makes me so happy. Every uh every time I watch Star Wars again if it's been a little while, uh the you know the musical play in the opening crawl will go and I'll be like, "Oh yeah." I love Star Wars. Like, you can put nearly anything into Star Wars, uh, and I instantly like it a lot more. Um, I have a Darth Vader apron. I have a Darth Vader water bottle. Um, frequently, we'll show Emma the Clone Wars TV show, which is, yeah, I mean, sort of a kid show, sort of not a kid show, um, but I like it a lot more just because it's Star Wars. Like, you take the exact same thing and you put it into Star Wars, and I like it a lot, a lot more. I have uh, the news, not the newest, but the second newest Star Wars Battlefront game, uh, which is basically, I think it's like Battlefield. It's one of the other first-person shooters. It's basically the same thing, except for it's Star Wars. And uh, that upset me at first, but I still play it from time to time because it's Star Wars, man. Like, I just love Star Wars. It's lightsabers are cool, blasters are cool, uh, just all those people. I don't can't really explain it. It's just at a visceral level. It's so awesome. Um, and it's... It, Strikes me, so Star Wars to me is much larger than the movies. The movies are a very particular window into the Star Wars universe. Um, but one of the things that I love about it most is that there's so, it's so much bigger than that. It is, I am a huge fan of world building. One of the things that determines whether or not I like a movie is whether or not it's an interesting world. Um, are the rules, are the uh, characters, are the 
um, societies in it? Are they interesting? Are they in-depth? Does it seem like there is more here, or are we just looking at a pretty flat thing meant to tell a particular story? Um, so, so there's kind of those two sides of just the visceral, I love Star Wars, uh, and then there's the big world-building stuff. Um, I'm going to link a video uh, in the notes. It's the John Williams tribute. If you're my friend, there's a decent chance you've seen it. I performed it in choir in high school, uh, which was a ton of fun. Uh, but it's uh, all of the John Williams music. And so they're talking about Star Wars to the tune of uh, some of the other soundtracks of Indiana Jones, Jurassic Park, E.T., Superman. I mean, just all the incredible stuff John Williams has done. So I'm going to link that because it's... Uh, there's a line in there of it's spaceships, it's monsters, it's Star Wars, we love it. Uh, just kind of that instinctive, yeah, there's spaceships, there's monsters, it's Star Wars. Just that very visceral reaction. Uh, it, it speaks to me so strongly of why I like Star Wars. Um, so we, I, I'm going to jump around and talk about various aspects of Star Wars now. Um, I really hope that Disney does a good job with the Star Wars story. So like I said, one of the things I love most about the Star Wars universe is that it's big. Uh, so I was super excited when Disney announced that they were going to do some of the Star Wars stories of, oh, like uh, Rogue One and Solo are the two that have come out so far. Um, Rogue One sort of did this. I mean, it was basically a lead into episode four. Um, but the more times that I've watched it, the more I've liked it. Um, Solo is... I mean, other than having the character of Han Solo, pretty much disconnected from the rest of the movies. Um, I've only watched it once. I want to watch it a couple more times. I I thought it was a solid movie. I want to again. I want to watch it a few more times uh, before I can really have an opinion. But those are to me are the movies that will make or break whether or not I'm happy with what Disney does with Star Wars because there are so many stories to be told. Star Wars is such a big universe um, that if you can't tell stories in the Star Wars universe without having the Skywalkers or the Solos, you are doing things very wrong because it is such an incredibly large playground to play in. Um, I, I would, I, I remember talking about this with one of my friends one time and our conclusion was uh, maybe Lord of the, Lord of the Rings and Star Wars were probably the two biggest, most detailed, or I, I mean, Lord of the Rings is probably not as big as Star Wars, but it's much more detailed um, in all of the minutiae that have been very explicitly stated out in the Cimmerillion or uh, wherever else. Um, but it, Star Wars is just so big. There's so many different places you can go. Uh, so moving on to the movies, which is what a lot of people think about when they uh, think about Star Wars, we'll start, we'll go through kind of an order that they were made. So um, think about 4, 5, and 6, A New Hope, uh, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, um, there are a lot of things that those movies are the best at. Uh, I mean, one, they have Harrison Ford, and I am kind of a sucker for Harrison Ford. Um, and there's a lot of super iconic things that it's hard for me to distangle whether I like them for nostalgia, or, uh, you know, and because they've been, you know, a part of my life since I was five, or uh, because they are actually that cool, but they feel that cool to me. Uh, one of those that I think about is the Millennium Falcon. Uh, which is just, oh man, if I could fly around space in the Millennium Falcon, that would be it. Um, and, and those, I don't quite know how to say this, but in some ways they feel a little bit uh, fresher to me. That I mean, people were just doing Star Wars as opposed to anything that happened after that. There was, you know, there's 30 years of expectation. There's people like me who are, you know, have been waiting for this for 20 or 30 years. And I think everybody's a little bit aware of that. 
Um, and so the fact that you have like you have this monster by the tail in the later movies, the earlier movies, I really feel like didn't have that. They were they were just doing Star Wars. And so there's a little bit of simplicity there. Um, there's not as much of weight of the universe that we've already put in. So, I mean, those were good. Very enjoyable. I think uh, Return of the Jedi is probably my favorite of those. Uh, as a side note, my daughter's favorite is uh, Empire Strikes Back because it has AT-ATs and she loves AT-ATs. <laughs> which is just amusing to me. It has nothing else to do with uh, anything in here. But she loves uh, AT-ATs and The Empire Strikes Back. Um, so moving on to the prequels, 1, 2, and 3, uh, Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, uh, Revenge of the Sith. Um, <laughs> I mean, there's a lot there. Those movies did a lot of things really well and a lot of things really badly. Um, I, I, on the whole, they're enjoyable. Um, these are more movies... So. Uh, my two-year-old daughter, Emma, uh, she likes Star Wars quite a bit. So we will frequently go through and watch uh, Star Wars movies. So I've watched through... We haven't watched through Revenge of the Sith because that one's a little bit too dark and messed up um, for a two-and-a-half-year-old. <laughs> I mean, you can make a pretty solid argument. Some of the other ones are, too. Um, but so going back through it and watching those has changed my perspective on the prequels a fair amount. Um, that to me, they, I mean, there's some people who reject them as being Star Wars. Like, oh no, only the original three. I'm like, yeah, I don't, they, they definitely feel like Star Wars to me. I mean, there's Jedi, there's lightsabers. There's a lot of cooler things that happen in the prequels that can't happen after that because you're dealing with the golden age of the Jedi. Like the duels, you know, some of the great duels are going to happen in that age that you're not going to get between, you know, Ray and Kylo Ren, because Ray and Kylo Ren, quite frankly, are not as good with lightsabers as Mace Windu and Emperor Palpatine, or uh, Anakin Skywalker recently turned into Darth Vader and Obi-Wan. Like, you're just not going to get that same... I mean, it doesn't make sense uh, that you would have that same level of, like, lightsaber skill, or of Jedi, or, you know, kind of galaxy-wide conflict. Um, a lot of the other pieces, you know, it's a small band of rebels against... You know, the Empire that can't really bring its full force of weight or the First Order that's a lot more powerful than the Resistance, but you're looking at really small-scale stuff. 1, 2, and 3 had really massive galaxy-wide uh, kind of implications. And not so much in 1. I guess that was all centered around Naboo. But the Clone Wars and Revenge of the Sith, you are all over the place. It is big, it is massive, it is huge. Um, and it has some terrible acting and super irritating characters. Um so uh, let's start with the characters. So like Jar Jar is irritating and dumb, uh, but that doesn't mean he shouldn't be in Star Wars at, at some level to me that it's like Star Wars is a universe that just exists on its own. And I'm sure you have dumb and irritating people in your life. Um, and so like, it makes sense that there's some dumb and irritating people in Star Wars. And so I don't hold Jar Jar against Star Wars nearly as much as a lot of people. Um, there's a lot of stuff that Anakin does where, so some of it is subpar acting. Some of it is Anakin is impulsive and hot-headed, um, which is part of why he ends up screwing over all of the Jedi and then killing the Emperor later. Like, this dude is a little impulsive. Um, and so just because I think Anakin is kind of a turd sometimes does not mean he is necessarily unbelievable. And I think people, uh, it, it, sometimes people have... I, I don't know that there's too much of an expectation of everything being cinematic, which it is a movie. That is fair. Uh, but to me, Star Wars movies are less so movies and more so a window into the world, like almost almost a documentary. Um, and, th th that, it, and so that there's a lot of the uh, characters being irritating that don't 
bug me as much. One of the things that does bug me, and I am not a stickler for this in the movie, there is some awful acting. It is, oh, it is just painful. I had a video class that I did in high school. The, the stuff that I made out of it was not good. Uh, some of the acting that I had in my high school project that I did not do well as a person who's not that artistically inclined or that good at film was in some ways on par or better than some of the things I saw in some of the biggest movies of all time. It is horrifying to me. Um, but there's also a lot of really incredible things that happen that are just visually amazing. Uh, and I feel like the best uh, encapsulation of those is the scene on Mustafar uh, at the end of episode three of um, when Pat, you know, Padme flies, Anakin stows aboard on the ship. And so Padme confronting Anakin uh, is just terrible. It is painful to watch. Um, where it, it blows my mind that as a director, someone was like, yup, that's going to work for us. Um, I, and then Obi-Wan coming in, just every part of that is so awful. And then from there, within a snap of the fingers, Anakin and Obi-Wan start fighting and is followed by one of the most remarkable fight scenes, just visually impressed. Like they're all over the place. They're doing all kinds of gnarly stuff. Um, and so you have, you go from something where it's like, that's terrible, I could have done that better, to, whoa, that's pretty gnarly. <laughs> and those movies go back and forth. So, like I said, I watch, uh, I've been watching these movies a fair amount with my daughter, and, uh, it's great, because she's, I mean, she's not quite to the point where she's tracking enough to know what's going on, uh, yeah, I mean, and there's some of the stuff that I'm skipping, like, if we're watching Attack of the Clones, uh, when Anakin goes to find his mom, uh, dying, I skip through that part because that that is not necessary. Um, and so I realized I can just skip through like the awful scenes of Anakin and Padme falling in love or whatever it is that they're doing. Uh, I can just skip those. And then you end up with a fairly in entertaining movie. Like if you just take out the parts that suck, uh, these movies, like there's a lot of really good stuff in all three of those movies. Um, I mean, so you can take that as a as you will. I, I, I think I like the prequels a lot better than a lot of people do. Um, but man, I cannot recommend highly enough just skipping the terrible parts of those movies. Um, so moving on to the new movies that have come out in the last three years, four years. I don't even know how long it is anymore. Um, but I, so, you know, when the first couple came out, I would watch it and I would try to, I mean, I'm a person who loves Star Wars. I know a lot about Star Wars. I think a lot about Star Wars. Uh, and so I would try to have, you know, an opinion, a hot take. Uh, and more I've realized that is kind of self-defeating. The first time I watch any of these movies uh, isn't, I, I don't have an intelligent opinion on them because I spend as much of the time trying to figure out, okay, like I know a bunch of extended universe things. I know a bunch of additional things about Star Wars. All right, which one of the, which of those things are no longer true are being overwritten with something else? Okay, what is the story? What is it? Um, and then the second and third times trying to say, okay, do I like this? Does this feel like Star Wars to me? Um, and so I've, gone through that process probably more thoroughly with Rogue One and The Force Awakens than any of the other ones. I recently watched The Last Jedi for the second time, and that definitely had more. I was like, oh, I like this movie a lot more now that I kind of know what's going on. Um, but, like, the last time that I watched a Star Wars movie and didn't know basically everything that was going to happen uh, was when we came back from Taiwan and I watched The Phantom Minutes. It was released while we were there. We came back, um, got to see it. Like, I just had no idea what was going to happen there. Um, 
I, I mean, that was also a little bit true of Attack of the Clones. But, like, I mean, Attack of the Clones, you know that the Clone Wars are going to start. You don't quite know how the clones are going to fit together. So there, there, there are some interesting new and different pieces there. Um, Revenge of the Sith, you basically know everything that's going to happen before the movie starts. You're like, all right, Anakin's going to turn. Um, you know, the Republic's going to fall. Uh, Palpatine is going to become Emperor and all of that fun stuff. Uh, and so trying to watch a Star Wars movie that goes entirely in a direction that I don't, don't know, don't understand like that, that takes a lot of, uh, mental adjusting for me. So the first time I watch a movie is one of the new Star Wars movies. It's not that useful. So once I've watched it two or three or four times, then I can start to process and say, okay, does this feel like Star Wars? Do I really like this? And as I have watched some of the new movies, uh, for second and third and fourth times, I have enjoyed them a lot more by and large. Um, oh, one of the things that drives me nuts about the new movies, uh, people being like, oh, they couldn't do that in the old movies. Um, did you really think there wasn't going to be any new technology in 30 or 40 years? They can go faster than the speed of light. They have lightsabers and lasers, uh, laser guns, but they can't figure out a new thing that's, oh, here's how we do hyperspace tracking. It, it You don't get to advance technology by it just appearing like you figure some stuff out. And so... Uh, in The Last Jedi, when we are 30 or 40 years after the end of Return of the Jedi, they're going to figure out some new stuff. Um, I mean, and there's a lot of people who I've heard being cranky about Luke Skywalker. Weird that in the 30 intervening years, when he tried and failed to train a new crop of Jedi, he became a bitter old man. Like, that's, that's a thing that happens. Sometimes people go from being young and idealistic and optimistic to old and cranky. That is not unreasonable. Um, and so, like, people having... Hey, sometimes I see people criticizing the Star Wars movies, and I'm like, you're not criticizing the movie. You're saying this wasn't uh, exactly the thing that I was waiting for. Uh, if this wasn't, this doesn't fit. This doesn't make me feel exactly the way the first one does. This doesn't. This doesn't. Yeah, this doesn't go back and do the same things that we did have, um, which drives me a little bit nuts. Like, I want new Star Wars. I want different stuff. Um. So, like I said, the Star Wars to me is an actual universe. Like, it's floating out there. The windows are an imperfect uh, window into those. It would have been uh, interesting. I mean, just because someone says something in a movie does not necessarily mean it is entirely accurate. And sometimes I feel like that gets jumped on too much. Like, Dugu says, a thousand more systems will rally to our cause. Well, these, he's a politician being a... This is in uh, Attack of the Clones. Um that's a politician being a politician. There may or may not be a thousand systems that are actually ready to rally to their cause. Uh, it turns out people tell lies all the time, and they do that in movies, too. Um, and so, but Star Wars, it always felt like it was bigger than just the movie. Uh, like, Han, in A New Hope, when they're meeting, he's like, oh, he, you know, this ship made the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. 12 parsecs being a distance measurement, that's a whole separate thing. Um, but... Yeah, you know, he just says that offhand, and Luke and Obi-Wan are kind of like, oh, okay, the Kessel Run. Like, that's a thing, and we're like, huh, I wonder what the Kessel Run is. Um, he, Boba Fett just appears, and he, he carries a lot of weight with him. People are like, oh, Boba Fett. Um, and so there's a, there's a ton of things like that where it's like, there is way more to this universe than what you are seeing right here. It is, it, this is definitely a window into the universe. Um, so the prequels <laughs> basically go back and explain a bunch of stuff of, oh, Luke... Luke, Darth Vader's your father. Um, how did that happen? How did how does Obi Wan's kind of double speak around that stuff? 
makes sense. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, having watched the prequels, I'm like, oh, yeah, that, that seems fair. Like, it's it's fair to say that Darth Vader destroyed Anakin Skywalker. Um, and so, yeah, sometimes people get really upset about, like, the choices that are made in the movie. But that, like, I don't know, sometimes crap just happens. Uh, and so it doesn't, it doesn't strike me as being nearly as uh, consequential uh, that if all of those if all of those things fit what I wanted to have happen, it would ring a little bit false to me because life doesn't operate that way. So, like, there's the scene at the end of Rogue One um, where Darth Vader comes and he just wrecks a bunch of rebels. Um, I mean, and it was, like, it was cool, but it didn't really, like, it really felt like it was like, okay, guys, here's a five-minute YouTube clip of Darth Vader raging on some dudes. Like, it didn't feel to me like it made sense so much in the movie. Um, that it felt like it was there because people wanted to watch Darth Vader rage on some people. Um, and, and that did kind of bug me. So, to conclude, I really like Star Wars. Uh, kind of the, it's spaceships, it's monsters, it's Star Wars, we love it. Uh, really, I feel like it summarizes the instinct, like, just visceral love I have for Star Wars. There's some uneven quality in the movies, um... Just because there are some bad movies doesn't mean that Star Wars is bad. The movies are just a window into the universe, and it is a huge universe. And also, like, it's really, really fun to watch Emma uh, learn about some of the Star Wars stuff for the first time, really experience it, where she's like, whoa, that's an AT-AT. And I'm like, oh, yeah, like, having a 60-foot-tall walker that's shooting lasers out of its head, that's pretty cool. Like, and I can get desensitized to that. So of, of getting to watch all of it again um, with Emma is a bunch of fun. So I guess for summary questions, uh, or like kind of wrap-up questions, things to think about, what's, what is a movie, what is a story or a fictional universe that you have loved um, that's been really exciting to you, that's been fun? Like, why was that fun? What, what made it interesting? Why could you dive into that place, whether it's Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings or um, Little Women or Anne of Green Gables or I, I'm Pride and Prejudice, fill in, fill in the blank of... Like, what are the stories that have grabbed you and captivated you and been interesting and fun? Um, I think Star Wars is definitely the biggest one for me. Um, so let me know if you have hot takes about Star Wars fandom. I, I There are few places where I'm more willing to really engage with uh, hot takes as I am about Star Wars. Because I feel like I know a lot more about Star Wars than I do about the real world relative to the amount of things there are to know. So... I, I, I'm a lot more excited about going toe-to-toe with people on Star Wars than I am about nearly anything else. So let me know. Like, I would be really interested to hear the answer to that question of what uh, what fictional universes have you really loved. Um, as always, if I was wrong about some stuff, let me know. Uh, it's Star Wars, so I think that's less likely. Anyway, bye.